Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Second Shot. I'm here with my buddy Heath Oaks, and of course producers Kristen and Zach are in the room as well. You know what we need in this studio? We need whiskey. Tito's. You need vodka? I need whiskey. Tito's guy. You know, the beautiful thing about this studio is is right downstairs, they have this bar with these amazing elixirs. They are. And they put them in a glass and serve them to you for cold. a fee. On cold. Very yeah. cold. You, know, you, you guys joke. I might have a little something in my, in my, in my <laughs> desk here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you feel about scotch. But uh, I yeah. feel, you know what? I feel very good about scotch. scotch and then after I, I have a little scotch, and then I feel better about more scotch. Yeah. That's, that's how I do things. You got anything interesting going on this weekend? Man, I, you know, yeah, I'm headed to uh, Phoenix, Arizona for a new TV show that I'm doing uh, that focuses on uh, veterans and, you're going to laugh, therapy chickens. Therapy, therapy chickens. <laughs> they have found that chickens are extremely therapeutic. They do wonders for like children with autism and people that deal with stress and depression, and anxiety. So, so it stands to reason that veterans with PTSD that have so this thing's called Coops for Troops, and we have what's called a That's Coop cool. Camp where we go out there, and this is actually kind of becoming a major thing. Just hanging out with the chickens and taking care of the chickens and all this, it gives therapy. So I'm, I'll awesome. be in Phoenix, Arizona. That's pretty cool. It's fun. That's a cool thing to go. It's with. it's a novel thing, but I'm a co-host for the show, and we get bottom line, we get to hang out with some really cool folks that have great stories that are veterans and have done a lot to contribute to, you know, America. So That's awesome. I mean, we, you, that's incredible. Mer- yeah. What about you? Well, this is uh, probably going to be, got about 500 boxes of baby things oh over this week since I was gone. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Anybody that knows me, I can build things. And I, I was the kid that built every playhouse known to man growing up. I built playhouses and sold them in high school. I mean, I can build. But you know what? I believe in keeping small business alive. <laughs> and so I want to pay people to do these things these days. Yeah. I, you know, I think it'd just be unfair for me right. to do a job when others are trying to make a living doing yeah. it, right? Yeah. And honestly, it's just that I'm really lazy and don't like doing it. And I'm not, my brother is the detailed oriented that can follow directions and he likes putting stuff together. Yeah. Me, I'm the guy who skips the directions and to only <laughs> prolong the agony. When if I would have <laughs> just read the directions from the get go, I would have been much faster. So I've got about a million boxes of baby beds and everything to put together this weekend so it's going to be filled with just tons of fun here's the thing before anyone ever gets married i think they should go to ikea and buy a piece of furniture and they should be locked in a room to put it together together before they ever consider saying i do and because i'm telling you that tests your uh your your faith in that relationship really when you try to put something together from a place like that well kind of speaking of baby stuff is is um Kristen and, and my not together, but her and her husband and me and my wife <laughs> right. are both going through with the new babies coming on the way is uh-huh. uh, something we may have to deal with one day with daycares is uh, this story this week, which was pretty hilarious. Um, a daycare, it, the title is Get Off Your Phone, Daycare's Message to Parents Goes Viral. Get off. Like, like Chad Prather Viral. Get Off of Your Phone. This is the Was this like a, a specific daycare or was this? Yeah, it was a, a daycare. It was daycare in Texas. Um, has one message to parents, and so this lady was picking up her kids at daycare outside of Houston, and as she walked up, she spotted a sign that in big letters said, you are picking up your child, get off your phone. Right. Your child is happy to see you. Are you not happy to see your child? 
We have seen children trying to do you, hand. Do you their want us to answer this honestly? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a rhetorical yeah. question? Continue. We have seen children trying to hand their parents their work they completed. And the parent is on the phone. We have heard a child say, mommy, mommy, mommy. And the parent is paying more attention to their phone than their own child. It is appalling. Get off your phone. Boom. Yeah. You they know, just I, dropped the mic. I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, I've got a, you know, I got five kids. Uh, my oldest one, 19, all the way down to the age of 10. I got three girls that are teenagers. And I still have boxes of stuff. I have files of things that they drew when they were in kindergarten and just little letters they drew and gave to me and stuff. And they used to put things in my suitcase when I was going on the road. And I, I just say, you know, this is, you could never throw this kind of stuff away. So it's amazing that now we have this almost an addiction to our cell phones that take us away from things that are so important in life, like the relationships that are right in front of your face. What is that teaching that child when you're not giving them that attention that they need at the end of the day like that? You know, I'm not a parent yet, so it, I, I, I can't really judge as much, I guess. But I will say this. In business world, too, put your phone down when you're meeting with people. But here's the thing. is that, that can, that's, a, that's very difficult, and I have to work on that myself in the business I world. I cannot imagine pulling up to get my kid in daycare and me not being able to put my phone down for two minutes to walk in there and grab them and let them tell me about their day and go back in. Now, yeah. I say that. And I know as busy I'm that those times would come, but man, it must have been bad for this daycare to risk their business, their thing of basically telling all their customers yeah. off with it, that there's a lot of people walking there not paying attention to their kids and just going through life. Now, you know, on, on more of a general scale, this is a problem in our society today. The most important thing in life is human connection. Yeah. And social media is supposed to bring, and phones are supposed to bring connection even better. The problem is, is, kids these days and people growing up and hey i love it when the older generation tries to talk about it when i can sit around and see just as many old people sitting around on their phone not yeah. paying attention is even young people so i think that sometimes the lost art of just putting your phone down talking to somebody yeah. being genuinely into them and going let's connect on a real basis versus other is is men can really separate you isn't it interesting when you sit down at a table somewhere and you you have a group of four five six people sitting at the table and rather than having an engaging conversation with somebody i mean let's face it you got five other people to choose from yep. there should be an engaging conversation in there somewhere but yet all five or six are sitting there staring at their phones because for some reason we have this weird desire to talk to the people that aren't there yeah via uh, some technological some you know device of technology you know, when I was growing up, you know, people used to say, hey, you spell love, T-I-M-E. And that's, you know, it yeah. sounds kind of funny, but it's true. That's how you demonstrate that you care about somebody. Am I with you in the moment? Yep. Right. I think it goes back to what you were talking about on the last episode, Heath, when you were talking about how you've got this, you know, mobile office so that when you get home, you're not working anymore. Yeah, you're, you're separating your personal life from your work life. And I think that's what they're asking these parents to do is <laughs> Two minutes. Put, put down your work life and, you as, know, connect with Chad your child. slowly slides his <laughs> phone off of the table here. Like, connect, you know, make that connection with your family. When it's family time, it's family time and work is over. And, and, and in the business world, I'm preaching. I'm, I'm going to be preaching to myself some here and, and, and to, to Ann, my assistant and stuff, she'll, you know. I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, Ann, but <laughs> when you're when you're when the people that work with you and around you come in to have a conversation with you, stop looking at your email. Right. Put your phone down for a minute and do it. And I'm the worst at it, and I know I am because I'm in the middle of something. 
But yet it's so important and vital that when you are meeting with people you're with to be fully engaged. Here's the yeah. thing. You know when people say I'm really bad at remembering names? Do you know that that is purely um, false, that you can right. learn it, that if you really care – and pay attention to people. If you really want to know who that yeah. person is, that you can learn how to become better at remembering names. Yeah. Because it's basically when you meet somebody and they tell you your name, it goes out the ears because you really didn't care. You just you did because it, it was habit. So how we all as society, I believe, we're going to be in trouble if we don't start putting our devices down for not long. And, and I'm telling you, I love devices. So I'm not saying get rid of them. Yeah. I'm saying just find small bits of time to really be engaged with the people you work with yeah. and the people in your family and start building connection to make it more important. Let me ask you a question here. Y'all, and I think I know the answer to this already, but for our listeners, y'all are, y'all are having a boy or a girl? Little girl. You're having a girl. So guess yep. what? <laughs> You're in trouble. You're in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't mean that negatively. I mean, it's your life is going to change yep. because whenever you have a little girl, and especially when you have one first, you're like, oh, my God, I want a thousand of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to just keep popping these things out of my wife's belly yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you never realize you could love something that much. Yep. Uh, when my oldest daughter Jordan was born, and I, I just it, I, I changed. I literally, Heath, don't get into this. Be careful with this. This happened to me. <laughs> I could not travel for two years after that. Yeah, I couldn't be away from her. I could not leave. It was literally if I had to go somewhere, it made me sick. Yeah. Before I went on a long, uh, any you know, f- just being gone a few days for work, or whatever. It took me two years to be away from that kid. Yep. Then I had a second one, and I was like, I'm going to stay on the road. And, the, and <laughs> then the moment she turned it into a teenager, you were like, get away from me, right? I'm <laughs> proud of those kids, man. I tell you what, I still love them. And here's the thing. Even at 19 years old, uh, you know, heading into, uh, you know, the university, I still see her as that baby yeah. that I wrapped mm-hmm. up, and she looked like a little glow worm in those little, you know, <laughs> those little blankets that came out of the hospital. And, so. and I think that one of the most important things to think about is I want to challenge you, our listeners, yeah. and I want to challenge ourselves in here. That starting today hearing this, put your phone down for a little bit. Yeah. Put the emails up. Like just, just I, and I'm not saying hours. I'm talking about minutes. I mean, it, to sit down and really engage. Be more mindful that when you're in a conversation with somebody, to engage it and let everything else go out. Start to try to having that habit of when you're engaging somebody in conversation that that's who you're engaged with. Yeah. Get to know them and. Put your phone down and try it maybe, look, try to make yourself get uncomfortable two or three, two times a day for a couple minutes apiece. If you're picking your kids up at daycare, put your phone down to find out what they want, okay? <laughs> Number two is if you're sitting there with your people and your people are wanting to tell you something, put your phone down yeah. and listen to them. It'll go yeah. a long ways and then want to follow you or not. Believe it or not, the unanswered email can wait and it the can. world will not come to an end. 100%. Hey, I, th- I kind of feel a lot of passion coming out of this episode. Who knows where we're going next? Hey, stay tuned. We'll be back with the second segment. You're listening to Second Shot with Chad Brather and Heath Oaks. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. If you're looking for a nice, quick, easy read, check out Amazon.com and look up Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success, written by none other than myself, Heath Oaks. It'll be a fun little book that'll kind of tell you a little bit about my failures on my way to this point in my life. And it's nice, quick. You'll be able to read it in a couple hours. So go to Amazon.com and look up at Ignorance on Fire on Facebook, Instagram, and then at Heath Oaks on Twitter. Pick it up, look at it, read it, write a review on Amazon if you like it, only if you like it.
Ignorance on Fire, Journey of Filling Your Way to Success by Heath Oaks. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. What is going on, everybody? We're back from the break, headed into the second segment of Second Shot. Say that fast five times. Second segment of Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. What's We're hanging out on? here. I felt a lot of fire, a lot of passion in that last one, talking about relationships. Um, and you know what? That's only gonna that passion's only gonna intensify more and more once that baby gets here, Heath. I'm ready. I'm ready. She's she's going to take on the world. Jenny's ready, too. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You guys are a power couple, and, and there's no question about it. Your children are going to be blessed by the influence they have in both of y'all. So, Or she may be like crawling, going, get these crazy people away from me. Speaking, you told me about another headline, though, speaking of relationships and how important that is with your child. And What, what was that headline about the tornado? So... You know, obviously, a lot of prayers and thoughts go out to South Louisiana with this last week or so sure. with all the devastating tornadoes. And, and a, um, you know, kind of a story that came from that that really struck me was the headline is, Mother Clings to Eight-Week-Old Child as Tornado Tosses Them Through the Air. Wow. Um, the lady was uh, works at an impound lot near NASA, and um, she had an eight-week-old. Eight wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Yep, eight well, eight week old daughter. That's a wow. peanut. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, they heard the they sh- heard the sound of a freight train, and with the air coming, they were in mm-hmm. the trailer in the lot, right? And so she put the daughter in a car seat, strapped her in the car seat, got with her under a desk, and uh, this is what um, this is her quote was. We heard the trailer coming apart, then we flipped over backwards, and it's like the trailer exploded. And me and the baby went flying through the air. I saw the sky, the inside of the vortex. I saw her in her car seat above my head. And then we hit the ground. She said, she said I only had one thing on my mind. Don't let go. Don't let go. That's all I could think about was don't let go. I couldn't think of anything else because I knew if I let go, I would never be able to see her again. And they landed. Both of them were perfectly healthy and fine. Wow. And, you know, <laughs> that grabbed me in a way of, man... That the love, you, you, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, you're, a you're, tornado yeah. and you be able to hold on. Like you know, I I don't think I'm man enough to be able to do that. And right. that woman said, Mm-mm. "Mama bear is strong enough." Can I you imagine tossed any tornado? Yeah. Way to go, mom. Well, have you ever been? Yes, in a, have way ever, to go, mom. Have you ever been in a tornado? <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've, I've never been in the vortex like yeah. that. No, I, I've been flying in a inside of it, but I've been there as one was. Coming. I was when when my children when I just had two kids uh, when I was in in North Alabama living in North Alabama working there. We were in a tornado, and you know, one of those you go to the hallway, you put on the football oh, yeah. helmet, and the, the whole thing. You put the mattress on top of you. And my kids were real little; they were toddling around. And I say it is a scary deal, but you know what? You'll gladly sacrifice your own life. To protect theirs, but here's the, here's what my thing is: is there, yeah, you will, but still having the ability to yeah. do it is one thing. Because can you imagine holding on to a car seat in a tornado? Yeah, and being—I mean, like I'm saying, like physically being able to accomplish that has to. It sounds like it's it's like climbing Mount Everest, like mm-hmm. that. That's <laughs> right. intense, but. She didn't let it happen. All right. And that's, that's like one of those deals where you hear of somebody where a car fell on somebody yeah. and somebody, somebody comes and up. picks it up, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that adrenaline just takes over and it's just superhuman. There's really somebody is. from above that's Somebody's watching, Somebody's right? got a hand on, put your hand <laughs> in the hand of the man that's still the water. Okay, back, back to church. You know, and what, what this made me think about the most is, is that a lot of times people... 
people want to try and accomplish success, whether it's personally or business, and they think when the storms hit with yeah. success, storms of life will hit. And every time, you know, here's the thing is that woman, she just had her baby. It's like how great of that, the great accomplishment is coming in, and then all of a sudden this happens, right? But that's when storms of life happen. Right. Is when you're feeling like you're at your best. So you have to understand it. And and instead of, you know, letting go and giving up during the storms, yeah. the only way to prevail is to hold on. Right. And to let the storm of life take its path and wait till you land on the ground and get back up, dust right. yourself off and go forward. And in life sometimes we want the success and we want to be back on that ground, but we don't think we have to go through the storm of it all. When I'm here to tell you, I honestly don't believe you can ever achieve greatness without a lot of storms. I a think lot. the bigger storms you go through, the more you're able to accomplish. I have a feeling that little baby is set to do something pretty big in life. Yeah. To there's, go through that. There's got to be a sense of destiny. How many people can say they were flying through a tornado yeah. at eight weeks old and made it, right? Mama held on. So yeah. I think that understanding this was one of the things when I was starting out and I always read, when I was selling door-to-door, driving all around East Texas, flat broke, getting beat up, obviously 99 times people kicked me out of neighborhoods, told me no and had to stay. I, I, I listened to Zig Ziglar like it was going yeah. out of style to keep me up, up and going. Me too. And one of the neat things that I always thought about is the more that I dug into reading success stories or, or backgrounds on people, the more I realized that everybody that was successful mm-hmm. had a really rough road. Right. Okay. And so I started thinking, so who am I to think I'm too good right. that I don't have to go through this? Like, like I started going, so I, I think I'm too good. To go through this yeah. when, you know, the people that made the greatest impact have the greatest struggle because they're able to relate, and that's your story. So yeah. I think that, um, like, that little girl's, or that little girl's going to be able to say one day, you know, I've been through a storm, literally, and, and made it out. It may ha- have an impact on somebody. So I don't know about you, but I think the storms of life, whether it's personal or your, your personal relationships that you may be going through feeling like a storm, that if you can fight through it and hold on, that yeah. it may come out to be able to help others and through business as well. If you're losing it all, doing everything, it's just leading you to your next path, right. and you got to hold on. Right. You said something right there. I mean, it, there's those two words, hold on. I mean, that's everything because I tell you, and I think it, I think different people go through different storms at different uh, capacities. Sometimes people learn from the storms faster than others. I know for me, I stepped on landmines for 40 years trying to. It it literally took me 40 years to to get broken enough. For and I, I don't mind saying for God to be able to do something in my life mm-hmm. and embrace destiny. So I said, you know, some people it happens quicker. Some people it happens earlier. I'm still man. I'll cry to drop of a hat. I mean, somebody I'll give oh, me a I'm conversation a with somebody. Baby, I, <laughs> I, mean, I just. But when you've been broken enough, and somebody, and then you see. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. That's for a me. southern thing, Zach. Yeah. Titty, oh. titty baby. Yes. Titty baby, and I ain't lactose intolerant, boy. Yep. So here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the deal. Uh, I uh, have good friends. We have similar stories. We've gone through some things. Crushing experiences, broken experiences, hit rock bottom experience. I, I, my, my, my buddy Gary Chapman in Nashville, he says, I've hit rock bottom twice. And he said, I got my, my, my name carved on the wall down there two times. So he, he says, you know, I've been there. The difference between me and some of the folks that I know have gone through that is I always said, I'm going to hold on and I have the resolve to get up and rebuild. Mm-hmm. I know people that are still out there 
toying around in the bottom. They don't see the ability to hold on and pull themselves out of that thing. And uh, Sometimes you can't always keep moving forward. Right. But let me tell you something. Just hold still. Right. Don't back up. Whatever you do, don't back don't up. Don't go back. Like, you can't always keep forging forward. We're not all super. We're not Superman and Superwoman. Yeah. And, and I don't sit here and talk because I have bad days and I'm able to just go forward and put on a smiley face. I have rough days. Yeah. But I, I try to hold still and hold on. No matter what, I don't want to back up. I don't want to revert back to what it was. <laughs> and don't dig your hole deeper. Don't dig it deep. But that's why you just hold still, right? And exactly. you just hold on and wait like that mother did with her. And, and I think that some of the best times, like the, the I always love it because I go, your story is what's going to make your impact. Yeah. If I wouldn't have gone through selling door to door and gone through my ups and downs, I would never be able to help other people. Yeah. If I wouldn't have failed the insurance test four times, right. when I have people in my territory that can't pass the insurance test, I wouldn't be able to look at them and go, I, I, I'm already, I failed it more than yeah. you. So you're not a loser. You got a chance to do it. I mean, I failed it more. Yeah. So if you didn't have those storms, then you don't have anything to relate with people. So be appreciative for them. Yeah. Want the storms. Welcome the storms. The more storms you have, the more it's testing you for greatness. And I believe the more storms, the bigger greatness you can have. If you're climbing success, you're going to go have to climb upward. And I'll tell you, if you're going to climb upward, the best thing to have is something to hold on to while you're climbing. Absolutely. And those footholds, those are the obstacles. Those yep. are the difficulties that come your way. Embrace them as an ability to climb that ladder. You, you'll change your perspective when you start going, welcome the struggles. Yeah. And they suck, dude. They do. They suck, man. They hurt. But, but boy, you they're do have valuable. The, you they're have valuable. The, you have the ability to control your mind and yeah. look at them differently. And that's what some people don't think they can, but you can. I welcome the struggles. Do I love them and bounce around every day and go, oh, I love when this stuff that sucks yeah. hits me? No, but you know what? I go, I, if this is happening, it's happening to me for a reason. Because yeah. one day, this is going to help somebody else or it's going to help me see something inside myself or others that I can help change or do or become better. So start changing your mindset and welcome the struggles. Yeah. And hold on when things are tough. Just hold on tight. Maybe you don't have to keep forging forward. You don't have to be Superman and fly through the wall. But sometimes it's really important to just hold on and hold yeah. still. And do like we started this episode. Pour yourself a glass of good whiskey or scotch and, and take a deep breath and chill. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, it makes it a little more enjoyable. All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Second Shot. Heath Oaks, Chad Prather, we're hanging out in the studio. We'll be right back. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. Hey everybody in Texas, I want to remind you about Energy Ogre. It's a company out of Houston, Texas that saves you money on your power bill every single month. They can save you between 40 and 60%. I know it sounds too good to be true. All you do is go to energyogre.com and you sign up, you show them a copy of the usage on your power bill, and you use promo code WATCHCHAD, and it's $10 a month. They can't save you money, they won't take your money from you. So, it's a no-brainer. $10 a month, energyogre.com. Use keyword promo code WATCHCHAD and save 50% on your power bill. Now, what are you waiting for? Go do it. Go. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM. I would kick off my boots, but I'm afraid it would clear the studio. Zach, Kristen, <laughs> Heath. Oh, my gosh. It's a long one. I know. Absolutely. So. I'm, a, I'm putting my cell phone down. I'm putting my cell phone down. So it's all about of you. You're making, you're making improvements Progress. already. I'm, I'm going to flip it over. So that I don't podcast has already helped you enough that you've already made a, made uh, a move. I'm, I'm proud of you. 
feel guilty. And got conviction. any questions? We do. All right. Yeah, I got one. I, I, all right. You go. know what? Yeah, mine, mine may not be as good as yours, not to sell myself short or anything, <laughs> but I'm curious. I'm great guys, confidence. You, great guys, confidence. you guys mentioned whiskey. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a huge whiskey drinker, but I'll, I'll partake on occasion. What, what's good? What, uh, what do you drink? As a Texas guy, um, I've been connected with a distillery out of Fort Worth called Firestone and Robertson Distilling. They make TX premium blended whiskey. I love it. Mm. I also love uh, it. By the way, it's the only premium blended whiskey made in America. Is it really? Yep. Uh, and when I say premium blend, that means there's nothing else in there but whiskey. Yeah. Seagram 7 would be the next closest thing, but it actually has vodka in the blend. Right. Uh, TX <laughs> whiskey. The, they, the next closest thing would be can, Canadian whiskey, like your... Uh, Canadian mist? Yeah, well, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you show yeah. where I'm from. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what no. we drink. Um, but, you know, a Crown Royal or a... Um, yeah, well, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the kicker is... I'm, Pendleton, I'm, Pendleton, I don't, that's what I was trying I, to think I don't, of. I don't drink whiskey, and it goes back to, for a simple reason, that whiskey made me a very angry person. Right. I can, if I drink whiskey... I turn into somebody else, so I stay off the brown. Yeah, something about the dark liquors. Yeah. It doesn't it does. do me it well. It affects a lot of people. And I, fi- yeah. I found out yeah. my dad's a pastor, and 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 uh, I found out my dad's was not always a pastor, but you know before he was saved. And I found out that my dad's killer was whiskey when he was a younger yeah. guy hmm. before he was saved. So I, I guess that runs in kind yeah. of. My so brother, my brother, I stick won't with touch Tito's it. vodka. My brother, I'm a vodka Tito's right, guy. Yeah, I can respect mm-hmm. that. Yeah, my brother won't touch it. Uh, he he learned a long time ago that. But it me it it I, doesn't affect me in any way negatively. I know it. Affects me thing. negatively, so I don't do it. Yeah. Okay. But I and I, I'm, I don't ever get drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel Tell the effects else. of it. I well, feel it, but I don't ever. Chad, like, you lie to your friends. I lie to mine, but we ain't got to lie to each other. <laughs> never, never been drunk <laughs> no. in his life. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I didn't go to college. I got Shit's a question for the ladies, for Uh-oh. the lady listeners. Um, I I complimented Chad on his shirt earlier today because I think it brings out his eyes and it looks very nice. But he's got it partially buttoned down a little bit, and I can see he has some sort of tattoo on his chest. A little something there, kind of peeking through. Oh, okay. So I was curious to know how many tattoos you have. I've got thirteen tattoos. Thirteen. Do you really? Yeah, thirteen tattoos, and every one of them are very meaningful to me. And every one of them, if you, if you took them in order, I could tell you the story of my life. So it's kind of like you go back to the old Old Testament story yeah, yeah. of Abraham, when every time something significant happened in his life, he built an altar. Yeah. For me, this is kind of a stretch, but I, I got a tattoo, and so I have yeah. different things on my uh, like this phoenix on my chest. This is a Greek uh, verse, right? This is John one one. In the beginning was the word. It's in Greek. In R K ain halogos. Wow. And then of course the. Um, the phoenix over here, which is again from one of my broken Buttons experiences, that shirt where, deep. where you know, the phoenix should, came out of the ashes. Be Facebook the, Live, in the, <laughs> the, the artist on this, he did a good job on everything but the beak, so it kind of looks like a chicken. So they call it my thunder chicken. There you go. And uh, so it's for troops. It's, it's coop for troops. <laughs> yeah. So it's very fitting. You got any tattoos? None. That a boy. None. None. Clean slate over here. I am, here was uh, <laughs> I, my. This body is art. We shall not mess with it. <laughs> no, it was one of those that. I, I never there's if I ever got a tattoo it, my uncle and I were really close and he passed away in 05 in, in a car wreck and um, he, he didn't he was never married didn't have any kids or anything and, and we were close and um, a lot of people I, in in my book it talks about the purple velvet suit where I get my dresses from my uncle this yeah. uncle and he had him and like four of his buddies when they were like 18 all went to the tattoo place and got a tattoo of the Taurus bull on, on their feet, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So he had that tattoo, and he loved that tattoo. He talked about that night <laughs> all the time, wow. and whenever he passed away, it's how they identified him, you know, but was with that. And so mm-hmm. that's one of those things to me that my problem with the tattoo is is that I don't know a lot of people that all go, I'm so glad I got the tattoo. Yeah. So 
I just never had anything convicted me enough yeah. that I'd want to do it. Now, if there was, it would be that. If I ever get one, yeah. if I ever get a tattoo, it'll probably be the Taurus bull on my foot just because yeah. I know there's no way that I would ever look at that and go, I regret it. I wonder if I would Taurus? regret it. I am the day. I'm on that day. So May 21st is the Taurus and Gemini switchover day. Huh. So some people in that whole deal will say that that is part of Taurus. Uh-huh. Some say it's part of Gemini. What do you think you're more of? I'm half a half. If you read both of them, yeah. you yeah. take half of one, half of the other, and I'm, I'm, I'm about a spot on split. Right in the middle. I yeah. like it. That, you, I May 21st. That. May 21st. <laughs> I, uh, but I always wondered if I would regret any of the tattoos. I don't regret a single one of them. That's and good. I guess because they have such significant spiritual meanings to me of everything that I've done. And, um, and I, I, you know, like I would get more, but I don't have a reason. I don't have a story to tell around it, you know, on anything at this point. I it, it would just be getting tattoos at this point. I never wanted to do that. I got an interest. Mm-hmm. If there was one thing, Chad, that you could have a talent of and or do or something that it's like, you know, I would love to be able to do this. If I, if you had yeah. that talent, if you could get that talent, what would it be? What would I, be that one thing you wish you could do? As a, as a jack leg musician that grew up with a mother who was a professional, I wish I could play the piano. Yeah. I would like, like if you could just, but I, but it just doesn't register with me the how you play the piano. I can pick stuff out. But if I could really play the piano, because I've just always had this dream of being able to just walk into a, a bar somewhere that's got a piano and sitting down and just going, Hey everybody! Boom, doo, 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 <laughs> be the ladies' doo, 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 doo. man. I mean, I can do that with a guitar, but it just to me is not the same. Is there any one thing that no none of your viewers know about you? What is, it, is there something about Chad that not a lot of people know about? Uh, there's probably a lot of things. Um, you think interesting? Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's some I can't tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why they don't know. Uh-huh. There, there's some that I cannot tell. I was actually I actually taught uh, seminary level Greek for three years. Um, yeah, I'm, that's a, I'm actually a Greek. Uh, a Koine Greek scholar, which is a dead language. Uh, it's huh. what the New Testament was written in. And so I can still watch this. Ready? I watch this. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, yoda, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, xi, omicron, pi, rho, sigma, tau, upsilon, phi, keeps omega. I can beat any sorority <laughs> boy, any fraternity boy. <laughs> that, is the Greek, that is the hey, Greek alphabet. I can officially wow. say that that is the last thing that I thought Chad Breaker <laughs> would be something he did. That, 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 that is shocking. I, I will tell you that. I know. Greek alphabet. I can, I can beat any fraternity kid in the, in the country. Oh, that's yeah. Secret talent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I am a renaissance man. We'll start right there. The, the <laughs> what about you? Yeah, uh, I was going to say, Heath, what about you? Um, what, what, like, what does somebody not know? Maybe? Yeah, what does somebody not know? Yeah. I'm a pilot. That's true. Really? Yep. That's true. No yep. way. Yep. Really? Yeah. Airplane or helicopter? Airplane. If we can make enough money off this podcast, we're buying a plane. Yep. Oh, I'll never right. fly commercial again. Yeah. I'll tell you that one of the best and biggest challenges and fulfillments was, was the plane, becoming yeah. a pilot. That was... It's some of the most, you know, I always say my book is titled, Fel, you know, Failing Your Way to Success. The one thing I did not want to fail my way to success on was becoming a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing that I, I tell people that I don't hold true to the failing your way to success on being a pilot. Because that one, you may not make it you very much further. Yeah. You can't crash and yeah. burn and then come back. But I will right. tell you, this, the, the, the symbolism behind flying yeah. and being a pilot, you know what's something so... Um, and I think Have you seen mo- my thunder chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think most people know this, but I didn't know this before I became a pilot. But, well, let's just see, Chris and Zach. Sure. If you were going to be taking off in a plane yes. uh, to, get, to get out there better, would you think that you would always want to be, they take you off in, into the highest power wind or with the most wind behind you? See, I have no idea. If Check I your guess. Shot I would in the dark, say into the wind. I, I'd probably think into the wind, yeah. Okay, see, I would have thought 
uh, with the wind behind me. I just think pushing me, you know. Right. But right. no, it, it is into the wind, and because it gets you the better lift. So like the the more wind coming huh. into the wing, the more lift that, yeah. that it does come up. And and so I think there's a lot of symbolism behind success with that is taking off into the wind. You know, it's like look, if if it all needed to be easy, then then planes would take off with the wind behind the back, not into the headwind. And so. Um, I think that was that was one of those things that when I was learning to be a pilot, it's a very testing, trying thing. And I'll tell you, if you want a challenge, go become a pilot because it yeah. will test you in every which way, shape, and form. Well, you know what? Hold on to that which is important to you and put the cell phones down and let's, let's make a difference in this world. You've been listening to Second Shot. Send us an email, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, leave a review. Where can they find you? They can find me Ignorance on Fire Facebook on Facebook, Ignorance on Fire on Instagram, at Heath Oaks on Twitter, and get on to iTunes, leave us a review, and tell your friends about us. Follow me on Facebook, watch Chad Twitter, watch Chad Instagram, watchchad.com. Send us a message. We'll be waiting to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you next week for another episode of Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks.